the Podjectivity Network. In five, <laughs> three, two, two. Chris, you saw a movie last night? I did, Dan. What, 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 I watched Convoy last night. What, what, what did you watch? Apocalypto. Really? Why would you watch something like that? Don't judge me. I watched it because you jokers told me to watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I will share my thoughts if you care to hear them. Please. In the space provided, please. Well, why don't you give us... You know more about the making of the movie, I assume? Um, well, I'm a huge fan. Of the so movie? So when you said you were watching it, I was spazzing out. I was pumped <laughs> to hear to hear what you thought. Yeah. And I said, you only get to see Apocalypto for the first time once. And for fear of overhyping it a little bit, what was, was the hype... Okay. Deserved? Did it deliver? Apocalypto is a movie made by Mel Gibson from circa... Post-Passion of the Christ, I think. Yeah. So I think it was the next project after the Passion of the Christ. It was before he was... um, He was in the scandal of anti-Semitism before all that. His rants were recorded by his wife. Um, Ooh, the, yeah, ugly, ugly stuff. I think Apocalypto, two thousand six. Two thousand six. Uh, just a quick. Sure. You know, we don't have to go too far. Uh, Mel directs The Man Without a Face in nineteen ninety three. I might have seen that. Braveheart, nineteen ninety five. Wins the Oscar. More blue paint. Obviously on the map. Huge phenomenon. Uh, epic. And then Passion of the Christ, 2004. So a long break. Uh, Apocalypto, 2006. Hacksaw Ridge, 2016. Never seen World it. World War One movie? World War Two. That's good. We've got our context. But the context. Oh, back to your, back okay. to your thought. So I couldn't separate that Mel Gibson had made it. From the movie, knowing what I know about him, just like listening to Michael Jackson. Yeah, it was hard to separate. But again, like what we talked about with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, visually, it was so stunning that it was hard to take my eyes off of it. It was riveting just because of how it looked on the screen. So whatever you can say about his personal beliefs... He does a really good job of whoever does like cinematography with him and assembling the, sh- the team. And I mean, yeah. And the scouting lo- locations, doing costumes, all of that kind of stuff. It when was- I, I was so engrossed in the movie because of the, um, the jungle setting and the, the costume design and the, I think Andy was saying the, when they come to the city, um, the stone structures and the elaborate ornamentation and the costumes and it's jaw dropping. It's it 
definitely holds your attention. Um, I didn't even think about till after what it would have been like to do that shoot in, I assume they shot in the jungle and the misery probably of the actors with most of their skin exposed. No, probably bug spray, but like when, well, you're, you're a surveyor. When you go into the woods, you're Mm. covered. You just said basically Have you ever had to survey in a loincloth? <laughs> if they sent you to no. the Baraboo Hills in a loincloth, you'd be you'd come back. Oh my god, covered. So yeah. I was kind of I didn't, but it's a testament to the shots that I didn't think about that until after the movie. Mm. So that is number one. It was beautiful. Your text was great. Like this movie starts with somebody eating pig balls, <laughs> right? <laughs> starts with a hunt, right? Yeah, no, the hunt is, it's a great start. One of my other, uh, not to take it off your take, but no, please. one of my other gr- all-time favorite kind of action-adventure historical pieces, uh, Last of the Mohicans, there's a hunt mm. scene early as well. And there's something so compelling about, you know, seeing this ancient craft and the way that they work together as a team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, oh, just a primal excitement of that you know action being recreated and their sense of the jungle you know when the other people who have been displaced how they know they're there before they see them Mm. Mm. good you know i love i love that they were their six senses alive right they are so in tune Mm -hmm. with with the environment whereas we you know, in our suburban homes or whatever, like, is there fireworks going off out there? What's going on? You know, the, the slightest disturbance in the rustling of the leaves or whatever, and they're like, mm. I will say, too, that this, I have this deep set, uh, I don't know if it's a belief, it's almost like a longing for tribal community where I feel like part of the discontent in our society is how separated we all are from each other and everyone goes Mm. home to their own house with their own family and you get together at like soccer games or for school meetings. Scheduled, Mm -hmm. regimented. So I have a soft spot in my heart for seeing just what you're describing where... They're all standing over the kill together, and they're, they're but yeah. and then you, they go back to the village. So the movie opens with a kill scene. Um, there's some joking around. You can see the kind of men, like camaraderie, basically. And then they go back to their village, and you can see the whole community: elderly, kids, families, and it's beautiful. It and is. so when I see scenes like that, there's always like this little longing i think that feels like that's how it should be like Mm. there's this part of me that feels like that's really how we're meant to live and everyone feels a little disconnected now because we don't live like that anymore and so i really like just seeing it it just feels good until they got raided and uh you know (laughs) raped and murdered. well of course so i was afraid (laughs) wait i was afraid from kind of the jump there uh when you said you were watching it i was you couldn't see me, but I was pumping my fist. Oh. And 
I was afraid that your feelings about Mel were going to kind of ruin mm-hmm. it for you. So I'm glad that it took you away. That doesn't last. Like you're in that world. Subtitled throughout, right? There's not a word of English spoken. It's oh my God. Yeah. Subtitled throughout and you don't notice. You don't even notice. It is so immersive. Yeah. So comprehensively. I think that's part of the amazing. The uncompromising artistic rigor of like yeah. whatever culture it was that they were trying to reproduce. They were like, no, we're not going to give you, you know, we're not going to break the spell by having these people uh-huh. speak English. It's going to, you're going to have to work in a sense. Or it was just authentic. Layers of authenticity running through this Unbelievable. thing. That yeah, respect. it made me, it made me want to read a little bit about how it was how they created the setting and how they mm. a better prepared podcaster <laughs> speaking of myself i i own it <laughs> bunch of special features uh that goes into all that mm-hmm. how it was filmed who these people were mm-hmm. the settings all there's, that stuff there's this one i'm sorry Dan. go ahead no please well i was just gonna say you're gonna have to lead us through it because you saw it most recently but i've seen it a number of times it's one of my favorites ever wow uh hold your thought for just a second that culture they show in the village there, mm-hmm. uh, something that is always still st- stuck with me from that is the moment where the joke is on. So there's the, I don't know if you want to call him the nerd. There's guy, there's the guy in the tribe who's like big and strong and gullible. He's the big, strong, gullible guy. Yeah. He and his mate mm-hmm. who seems to kind of be the nerd of the, the ladies, uh-huh. I don't know. They somebody tells them to rub this leaf <laughs> on your junk, and it'll make you have a son. Yeah, and it turns out to be like poison ivy or something just horrible <laughs> right. like that. And I was, I'm still horrified by that. What a fucking horrible thing that is to do. Mm. But at the same time, in this jungle setting, that's sort of the bar for like good natured ribbing. Mm-hmm. Like life was harsh back then, so yeah, even jokes were like. Life is so, and this is going to, this point is going to come back again and again in the next few minutes here of how brutal and arbitrary and capricious, capricious life was at that time Hmm. that, so to get back to that, that felt, I just felt so bad for that guy. And like, it's, it, women, children, the men. It's a joke. Like everybody's, everybody's laughing. Everybody's laughing. Yeah. I just thought that was so shitty. But then like that's how tight this culture is though. That like these practical this terrible practical joke is played out for everybody's Well, I mean amusement. it happens after he's been made to eat balls as well. Oh, I mean God, how same guy. Yeah, give him a break. God. But uh there yeah, felt so bad for that guy. Well the the shot. There's a reason they set him up to be such a like dork. I didn't get the reason because I felt like he didn't get really get redeemed. But we can come back to that. That's later. No, we'll touch on that when they get to the city. Yeah. Um, there was a image when Mel was making it, where he's out in the jungle, and he's got this. It was the first time that I'd seen Mel with the full Moses beard. Oh. The gray and okay. kind of salt and peppery Moses beard. And he's got his safari shit on. And like you said, like this must have been a pretty intense shoot because the conditions. It's like the Revenant. You know, when when you hear Leonardo and people talk about Dang. that, they're like, Ugh. Jesus, man, 
grueling, brutal shoot. But if you want that kind of atmosphere and you want that kind of tone in your movie, mm-hmm. you got to get into the into the shit, man. And as so, I'm sitting here thinking about it, when this came out, much was made of this. It was mm-hmm. well, the Passion of the Christ didn't come out quietly. It uh, was a big well, deal. Passion of the Christ was historic, so he was following. Yes, you know, and also he'd done Braveheart, which was enormous. So, like, True. his his rep as a director was great, and and the thing I guess that I find still compelling about him, despite the fact that he's obviously deeply flawed, is, and it was captured in this picture, like he was giving some passionate direction while he was out in fucking hell. Or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, hell on earth. But he was so just completely engaged in the work. And he has what, you know, the, the insane level of commitment that he has to telling these stories and doing the vision that drives him to create these things that, you know, people flock to the movie theaters to see and talk about for years and years afterwards. Well, you know... It's not surprising, in a sense, that it's connected to some darkness, or that hmm. you know, you. It's kind of like you can't take the. There's a part of me that feels like almost you can't take the, the gifts, that come along with. Maybe let's let's just use the word genius. Say, I don't know if he's, Mel Gibson's necessarily a genius or not, but some of the stuff that he's directed is hit really hard in a really big way and you know he's a super passionate person and that's not an excuse to be a monster but i guess what i'm saying is i'm fascinated by how you know um how complex he can be how complex a person can be and that they could create something that's really beautiful and have a lot of heart and and make you feel all sorts of ways but then you hear the recording of him raging against his wife drunk or whatever and you think oh my god now i don't know if i can i can appreciate his work in good conscience but that's true for this is a larger conversation for sure beyond apocalypto when genius comes at a cost yeah, he had a pretty. He had a pretty. Uh, I genius is a stretch, I think, for Mel Gibson. But I don't know. I mean, because the, there are a lot of geniuses that, like Steve Martin, that don't. You don't have to pay the price of, you know, lowering your, yeah, your but, sense of righteousness. But Mel like, Gibson's a different right. kind of. He, he's a different kind of energy in that, you know, James Cameron, Clint Eastwood. Lots of really great directors. Right. But I think the thing that Mel Gibson... Are fine people. This is going to sound... This is going to sound ridiculous, I suppose. But what made his character in in Lethal Weapon so compelling? He was a crazy bastard, right? That the first scene that you're introduced to him, he comes up to a roof from a guy who wants to jump. And they've I got will, the... Yeah, I'm going to argue this all day long. The, right, Leo fine. DiCaprio is not a bigot. He's just, not a racist. Yeah, just... Just hear me out, though. the The scene is he is good. he handcuffs himself to the guy who to the wants guy. to jump, yes, and then just jumps with him onto the pad, and and the hyper violence 
in Braveheart, that was the most shocking kind of violence, I think, that we had seen in battle scenes. The big hammer that hits the guy's helmet and blood that just splatters everywhere over the... And then the Passion of the Christ, the brutality... I haven't seen that yet, have you? No. Oh. I don't know if I've got what it takes. I honestly don't. The brutality of, of all of the stages. You've it. seen it. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you did it. Just the 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 le- the edge is what I'm saying. I'm drawn to it on some degree because I'm like, wow, he's willing. Tarantino does this a little bit, I think, as well, maybe for, to a different effect, but like they're willing to go places. Game and of t- Thrones. And to some extremes that are, you know, it's compelling. You can't turn away from it almost. You're you're appalled, but you're also intrigued. Like, wow, human nature. This is what people are capable of. And this guy is bold enough to put it out there. I still, I don't, I don't, I understand what you're saying about it's fascinating that he seems like a complex person and maybe his shady, the way that he puts his beliefs together, we'll say that that's a little shady, a little off. Maybe that contributes to his willingness to go places that other people might not go. But so many other people that don't have those issues go to those places, like the Game of Thrones people and like, um, who else was I thinking? Platoon and like uh, Steven Spielberg, like uh, Schindler's List. There's some brutal, horribly real showing the innards the gross innards of how people relate to each other and have interacted so mm-hmm. i i don't buy it who are perfectly genteel people they're, who have i don't i'm not saying they're not flawed i'm just saying i don't he might be an interesting guy but and and create compelling work like interesting work and part of the problem with mel i think is prior to those revelations of like oh shit he's got he's got some really dark demons really charming you know mm. and funny and versatile and like you know he, his talent was substantial enough that i think it's a similar it's a similar i mentioned it earlier conflict that you run into with michael jackson like oh, mm. how can i well michael jackson wasn't charming and like he was charismatic as all hell <laughs> for like interviewing he was... no not on an interview on stage oh on stage yeah i thought you meant like one-on-one sit down and have a conversation no, with... got painfully awkward yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know all right i i'm hijacking your, and, uh, your take and on this one. while we're talking about mel what's your talk the the range of stuff that this guy is in funny charming whatever you said lethal weapon I'm not. We're not even going to stop and break these down. Mad Max, Hamlet, Bird on a Wire, Air America, The Man Without a Face, Maverick, one of my personal all-time favorite movies ever. <laughs> He's a voice in Pocahontas. He's in Braveheart, Ransom. Give me back my son. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. He shows up in The Simpsons for an episode. Payback, What Women Want, The Patriot, Chicken Run, uh, Claymation, yeah. anima- uh, Wallace and Gromit style animation, uh, We Were Soldiers, Signs, on and on and on, The Edge of Darkness. I don't remember what that this was. This is where he started to go off the rails. Get the Gringo, 
he shows up in the Machete sequel, Machete Kills. He's in Daddy's Home 2. He plays I don't Mark Wahlberg's dad opposite I, Will Ferrell's dad of uh, John Lithgow. So like, I don't understand how he has a career after with, that. With all of his scandal. problems, with all of his scandals, and he he's how do he, it's because he bounces off. He's you know it's a not privileged a privileged white man. What's he's a privileged man? white man. That's why it's interesting that that a racial transgression in this case is survivable. But we've seen so many careers ruined through the Me Too movement where you know when you cross the gender line now your career is fucking done but mm. if you you know if you're a racist well hopefully the movement happening now will he's done both though he got pulled over by the cops and said a bunch of stuff about Jews and then the thing with his wife where he was she recorded him screaming and calling her a all manner of names and what I'm going to do to you and stuff and yeah here he is he's right yeah, I, don't I don't know I don't think Teflon it's... Teflon Mel I don't know who sets those standards or why he gets a pass, why he got a pass. But yes, I feel like maybe the racial outrage right now, the the outrage against injustice right now that's happening, maybe will level some of that off in. I don't know. This is such a bigger question of art versus righteousness maybe you know, versus doing the right thing yeah i don't want to come off sounding mm-hmm. like i'm you know trying to defend mel gibson based on the fact that he made some movies that i like for that's for, exactly what it sounds like for being a monster <laughs> sorry fair enough um I guess it's just something that, you know, people who were fans of Bill Cosby and things like that, I've heard, you know, black comedians and people have to reckon with like, geez, he was a huge influence and he's the mm-hmm. reason I got into comedy. Yeah. And his and work. And you have to throw the work out with the man. Right. But <sighs> but by the time that that, that influence is internalized, it's there. Your love for that person's work can't be taken out of your perception of like, or, or it's built into, wired into why you like what you like and your sensibility mm-hmm. to a degree. So Mel is one of those characters that, you know, grew up on action movies, loved action movies, loved comedy. He did both extremely well. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, he did Shakespeare. And then, you know, even though I was not a Christian when he did The Passion of the Christ, and I thought, this is weird, you know, it's a hyper-violent movie about Jesus and whatever. The fact that it was such an extreme vision and he did it the way that he did it and couldn't get any studio backing and was like, fuck it, I'll finance this myself. And he did it himself, and it became this global phenomenon and huge success. You know, the legend of Mel just grew, you know, like... My parents went to The Passion of the Christ. Really? They've seen three movies in a theater since Hmm. 1970, and Passion of the Christ was one of them. Of course, it went with a church group, you know. They they all got in the van, and they went to the theater and saw it. I mean... And I got to give them credit, because I haven't been strong enough to take that on. I just don't think I can. Hmm. The 1970s 
uh, Jesus of Nazareth miniseries was almost too much to take. Spectacular telling of the, you know, of the Christ story. Uh, I wonder. I don't know if I got what it takes. I don't know what will happen with with all the systemic bigotry and racism that's just there that we're trying to weed out now. What ultimately will happen to all of our flawed artists that are bigots and racists? Do we throw away all the work that and, they've done? Well, Stephen Fry, the British actor and comedian, did a documentary about Wagner and how he loves his work, but Ooh. he was like Interesting. this rampant, raging anti-Semite. Oh, and God. here's this Jewish guy saying, well, works pretty good. What? Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, be, taking a look at like being fair and... and He's and, a pretty open-minded cat, obviously. I think the problem is maybe giving people a pass knowing that they're bigots and racists. Like, because Mel Gibson got a pass... That's the problem. Not that his work would still be influencing people, but because no one called him on it and said, no, we're not going to fund your fucking movie. Learn some things. Grow. Mm. You know, be a better person. Until we solve that. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) So we're in an idyllic village. In Apocalypse. We're all ages We're going to talk about this fucking take us through it take us through it so what happens next what happens next this episode has an asterisk that we are reviewing a movie from someone who had a scandal where he was clearly prejudiced and are we gonna get in trouble for this we are we are literally sitting steeped in a time where prejudice people are fighting for intolerance against all prejudices hashtag we too i am i am just I have the asterisk. I understand this movie came up. I saw it. I don't approve of Mel Gibson, but I saw it. And we're going to keep working through all that. We will work through it. But until then. Until then. This movie was visually stunning. So what happened in the village? I, in the village, it was pillaged. The village was pillaged. Yes. The village was was pillaged. pillaged. And... I wasn't expecting it. I didn't expect it to. I went into this movie not knowing what was going to happen. So perfect. Yep. I was. I'm so jealous. (laughs) I was not expecting it to happen so soon. Right. If it were going to happen at all, I thought there would be some peaceful living. And I I just didn't expect to see such violence Mm. immediately. You didn't know where those human sacrifices were collected from. Well, which ones? Just that that's that they were that's they were going to be rounded up to be sold as slaves and human sacrifices. You didn't I was curious about why they didn't seem to have any fighting skills. Like if you survive in the jungle, I thought maybe they could fight back a little. They didn't seem to be good fighters at all. So maybe they were just some kind of peaceful. They seem to be a peaceful tribe. Peaceful. The big guy and took some people out and, and Jaguar are, Paw's dad put up a decent fight. But to be able to hunt a wild boar. And like, these were warlike people that came. They came yeah. in the, they came when everyone was still asleep too. So you're just waking Very up. You sneaky. haven't had your jungle coffee yet. Right. 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 Jungle coffee. Jungle coffee. Mm-hmm. Take your jungle dump. <laughs> Read the jungle paper. Well, when I watch movies like that, I do think, what about hygiene? Where are they all pooping? And exactly, you know, for part women, of the, part for of the women, ex- the periods, what, where, where, what's happening with part that? Part of the total experience is, is 
it takes you to all those places at the same time while the crazy action is unfolding. You can't even process what's going on action-wise. You're still going, where do you poop? You literally How see you a wash? river of shit, like a creek of shit as you're going into the city. You can, uh, as sophisticated as it all is. No, slow down, slow down. Right. I'm always thinking, what does it smell like in that hut? Hmm. Hmm. So the so the marauding tribe comes through. The marauding the, force comes through. Yep, they come through. Not likable mm. people. Definitely not likable. Coming through. Scary. Mm. Not friendly. Very violent. And they pillage. And they uh, they seem to leave the children alone. And I liked that there was like an older girl mm. who seemed to be like, don't worry, mom, I got this. Mm-hmm. When the was people- touching. When the village people were basically taken over, tied up, taken away, then the the oldest girl was like, "I got all these children mm-hmm. with me now. I'm in. A, they're mine now. It's okay." And they killed Jaguar Paw's father. Dad. Jaguar's paw or Jaguar Paw? Jaguar, Jaguar Paw. Jaguar Paw. They kill his father, right? Like yeah. right away because he's the chief, and yep. his, and he looks at him and is like. Do not be afraid. Yeah. Well, if, be afraid. Never be afraid. If we may back up just a moment. They open up his neck and mm-hmm. that's it. Almost because because Jaguar Pop was killing, on the verge of killing that dude. And then he was rescued by the big bad guy whose name I can't remember, but he's the scariest villain of all time. But <laughs> going worse than Darth Vader, I think. Uh, but when they, when the displaced people come upon them when they're hunting and Jaguar Paw's dad as the elder of that group steps forward and is Hmm. like, he, he, he deals with it and is like, he introduces himself. This is my forest. I've hunted here with my father and his father before me. Mm -hmm. What's up? (laughs) Essentially. Yes. More or less. That's what he says. And and they say they're looking for a new beginning. They're obviously freaked out. Mm-hmm. They exchange some fish for some part of the boar, and then the people scoot off. And before they go back in the village, this is the thing about Mel, I guess, that I have a hard time turning my back on. Like there's so many, there's so many action stories that don't feed your mind at all mm-hmm. or don't give you anything provocative or, or of any depth but that moment when the father before they go in the village looks at his son and says something's troubling you right and there's what did you see in those people that we just encountered and and then he explain goes in that explanation about there was fear mm-hmm. and it's like a poison that works itself into your heart and I didn't raise you to be fearful mm-hmm. and don't take that into the village. And, but he did, he was scared, you know, but he, he didn't go in and he said, tomorrow we'll meet with the elders. We'll discuss this calmly mm-hmm. and we'll come up with a, a response that's, you know, measured. But in the meantime, don't go spread a bunch of panic. Yeah, don't go in there and freak everybody out. Don't freak Let's everybody just... out. Mm-hmm. This is how, you know, he, he demonstrated a sort of strong leadership and like little lessons like that. And even up to the moment of his death where he was like, all right, the worst case scenario is passed, but I'm still telling you, don't let that poison come into your heart. Right. And and don't live with fear. You know, the fact, the idea that you have 
just seeing a character who has that sort of self-possession and that sort of strength is inspiring. There's something... I'm going to talk about Mel Gibson also with an asterisk because I think he's despicable, but I'm going to talk about his movies. There's something... There's like a common thread in his movies where his enthusiasm for the underdog, the pure underdog, and the human spirit, like the power of the human spirit, mind over matter type thing. Sure. You control what thoughts are in your mind. Don't let fear enter your mind. It reminds me of when he's standing with that line in Braveheart, and it's like, there's no room for fear here. You know, he didn't say that. It was a primal scream, I think. But no, he gets that. He had that great bit about you know, jumping off the roof. Every man dies. Yourself. There's no room for fear. Do what you're gonna do. That kind of thing. That seems like a very Mel Gibson theme. Mm Do you think? Absolutely, absolutely. There's, it's empowering to a degree, but it's also like borderline madness. You know, William Wallace was righteous and he was pure. But like a lot of people wouldn't have, you know, he got pushed. Mm. He got pushed to the point when his when his fiance was murdered, where he was willing to do something fucking crazy. So this guy, do we know Jaguar Paw? Mm-hmm. I would say he teeters into a little bit of the edge of madness. Absolutely. When later he, in the movie, when he's being chased. Good God! When he jumps off that 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 waterfall and turns around and is like. Come get me. This is my forest, motherfuckers. Yeah. And starts talking shit. And basically, <laughs> that's, I'm sorry, but the movie delivers some of the just greatest bad guy, badass moments. It's where an incredible movie. We don't have to apologize. No, it the, is incredible. I, you do have to apologize for this Mel Gibson, but it's, it's heart stopping. It's fine. But <laughs> this, is, this is just hilarious. And it's not supposed to be funny. But when the other guy. Starts coming up to him and he's like, all right, obviously we're not going to risk doing what this desperate guy did. We're going to go around, you know, we, if we take this alternate path. And while he's we'll take the stairs. Around, Yeah, the guy just takes his knife, stabs him. <laughs> right. Pushes him off the edge. It looks at everybody else like, right. any other comments? Yeah, any, other, any other bright ideas out there? Anybody want to take the stairs? Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. It's <laughs> that is totally like <laughs> in any relationship when someone pisses you off. That's like the scene you see in your head. Yeah. Yep. Don't want to do the dishes. Yep. My Bone turn knife. again. Yes. <laughs> Ivory through the heart, <laughs> slumped over down the waterfall. <laughs> but then you still have to do the dishes anyway. So. What did you really win? And that's a great moment when they all when they all jump too, and Jaguar Paw goes from like triumph to like, oh fuck, <laughs> I gotta run again. Uh. So what does this tribe do when they take them? So the, oh, so then I was taken at that time by. All through the movie, you get reminded how, the way I always put it is, how cheap life was back then. That 
you could be walking through the jungle and if the wrong thing gets its fang on you, mm-hmm. you're dead in 30 seconds and everybody knows it. And there's no like crying about it. Right. And there's no, there's nothing. It's just, this is the reality of life. Right. You could step on or get bit by or whatever and your life can end right now. And I got the same feeling when the hostile tribe comes in. There's no warning. There's no email. There's no alarm. <laughs> There's just one minute you're asleep in your hut. Mm-hmm. The next minute it's your skull's getting crushed by a rock and you're being rounded up and you don't know why mm-hmm. and there's no reason. That part, any movie about like medieval times, this movie, mm-hmm. that part just hammers me like how cheap life was. People understood that, I mean, people only lived till they were 30 or 40 anyway. Right, lots then. of so babies like, dying. So you like always lost if you made it to children. 35, you're like an, you made it. You really got, you really lucked out. So that yeah, we part, think, I we love think, that. We think COVID is a crisis now Jesus God. compared to like, the Black Plague. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, the numbers are disturbing, you know, of, of the lives that have been lost with this mm-hmm. most recent pandemic. I don't mean to be insensitive to that point, but I think if you were to look comparatively, like, just no no, the, no facilities or to treat people. No who Western were sick. medicine. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. So the hostile tribe rounds up, mm-hmm. they do some killing. It seemed like they, they were, round up who's left. They were more interested in men. Exactly. What do they do with the women and children? Well, some of the Chris. obviously some of the women were raped and I they didn't show too much of that. They showed them sold into slavery. It just seemed like they were more interested in healthy men and women. And how many people just got like the elderly just abandoned? Mm-hmm. Like we've Ooh. taken all the people who can hunt and, and provide for you. I don't know. Honestly. And you're just abandoned. I don't know. I don't remember. I know one old lady. I remember that because she was the one, the the lady, the mother-in-law of the lovable big guy. Dud. Yeah, he. I don't mean Dud. He was lovable, but um, infertile. Let's not say infertile. Let's. (laughs) This guy was wonderful. He was a great character. Big galoot. The galoot. Yeah, the mother-in-law was in the city, so for some reason they chose to bring her. They tried to sell her, but she didn't sell. Right. They just released her. So it's just, and they set her free, which I'm like, that's weird. They're, they're killing everyone else. Why are they setting this old lady free? What the fuck is she going to do in that in that giant city? Okay, so they come so into the city. There's so many people like her there. Yeah. All these abandoned. You've been taken out of your life. You've been yeah. taken out of your culture. We've got the people we want up on the pyramid. Oh, okay. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler. I I need some explanation here too. Please. So they come into the city. They're they're tied oh, up. That journey into the city is incredible. I mean, it's cl- the, it's the the tied up march to the city. Terrible. Is torture beyond imagining. Right. For us. And we've skipped over the whole prophecy and the the leper child or the child with the the kid the boils who's like creepy ah. kid right on their way in the closer you get to the city it just gets worse and worse weirder there's bad omens yes and they the little kid basically tells the people the bad guys your time is coming (laughs) right and the sky will go dark and Mm -hmm. he he basically has a prophecy that he's sharing so that was really but he was creepy as fuck and the, the the I had to will myself not to react when the um, really scary dude was like poking at him with a stick, a big six foot long stick saying, stay away, mm-hmm. stay away. 
and to not think about social distancing and stuff right now it was like Hmm. that was like a little trigger for me Hmm. but um so that was really cool because it kind of gave me as a viewer hope i'm like this kid is making some prophecy i know something cool is gonna happen someone's gonna survive they're gonna get there they're gonna get their reckoning Mm -hmm. there'll be a reckoning and And it's a movie yeah and so um i hope when you're when you're in the moment though you're like god i hope so they get to to the city and what i liked watching was the reactions of the people who'd never seen a city before right and Uh, mel does a great job of as you get close to the city to the outskirts to the inside the gate yeah. to the different gets, strata of the yeah. it gets weirder and dirtier and so even then so I, I know this is mel's i i take this as like fact almost like i take everything that happened you know i when i go into a movie like this i just give myself to it yeah and i just i can make judgments later and stuff but i just go along with it and like and like yeah even then when you cram this many people together, it's going to be dirty. It's going to be noisy. Yeah. It's going to, from their beautiful pastoral, but you started. See, but you see people at looms and you see different. different yeah, and you see some industry going. and you Different see, yeah. trades and different stalls and different people set up. And then you see the wealth and how that's displayed through the weaves of the outrageous hair mm. and the yes. lip ring or the different status, Crazy. you know, symbols being shown through the through the dress and all of that is being communicated without any dialogue right and it's fucking fascinating yeah strata that's a good like there's layers there's mm, outskirts yeah. and the there's the get, slaves that are crushing the white stone and turning it into the paint and the paste to paint the you know the temples and things like that and they're being marched in and all around them are everybody else that's been marched in too we like should stop. All the other... We should pause for just a second and talk about the well, because before they leave, before the captured people leave, the jaguar pod tries to save his family by lowering them into the well. Oh my! Ex- yes, that's, that's that's a pretty important piece of the story. Really important. <laughs> really, really, yes. Really important. Yes. He's obviously very in love, and he has a young child and another on the way. Oh god! And so he has something to live for. Basically, of course, I have to point out the woman's storyline sucks. She does. Yeah. That. Talk about that. What? what so I'm, she, I'm I'm lucky. I'm a guy. I get to watch all movies like this just as sort of an impartial. Uh, well, while she's down there, observer. all she can do is like not even try to climb out or she kills a monkey with a stalagmite. She, the monkey falls into the well and she but. She, she just basically sits there and waits and for takes care of a toddler. A rescue. She fixes that dude's wound with some weird ants some or whatever. Ants, that's that's great. A solid. So mom she's move. a nurse. Great, and she's stuck in a well waiting to be rescued, yes. which is not exactly heroic. Heroic, and to be, to be. Let me see if I can put this into words. She is what causes the hero to have a reason to live. She's not the arc of her own. She's not the, the momentum and arc of her own story. It's an objectification of sorts. This, she is a sidebar in someone else's story. Sure. And that is mm. a total 
um, there's a whole rating scale for this. No women have dialogue in this movie. No women have storylines. No one's a hero. The whole movie is men. That's that's just what. But, but in this time, I, I kind of had that sense that th- that's what this movie was going to be in this time. And you just go in knowing that's what it's going to be. I suppose Braveheart was pretty similar. Isn't that kind of how it goes, though? In what year is this? One thousand. Like what the uh, what the hell year is this? It depends. Like Joan of Arc or I mean, there's tons of women heroes doing crazy things, amazing things to have in, their own story in tribal Aztec or Inca or Mayan life. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> Wouldn't that be? Yeah, we should be better prepared, I but have no we idea. should always be better prepared. Wouldn't that be? <laughs> yet here we are. That's not this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you guys made it out. We're here together. That's about as much preparation as we can hope to achieve. And we've done it. Well, I've always I've, a little I've, round I, of applause. I've that. worked on that, too. I've worked or thought about that. Uh, is that accurate for the time? Is that the story? Yes. As a movie, from your perspective, you're like, ugh, it's just a bunch of guys. And all the woman gets to do is wait in the well and entertain a toddler, which no. is a whole thing unto itself. Like, it's hard enough to entertain a toddler with an iPad <laughs> and uh, uh, goldfish. Yeah. And uh, all your modern amenities. But to do it in a well while your all village has been pillaged and, and your man is maybe alive or maybe dead and all you can do is wait while you're about to get... So that's Mel taking it to just the outer limits of like, he puts this woman in peril, beyond peril. Like, what do you even call that? She's days away from giving birth, entertaining a time. All this stuff I just said. You First know? of all, she did not look like she was days away. She looked like she was... Maybe five months, but oh, showing like a nine month probably wasn't as pretty for the screen. Huh. Mel probably didn't wouldn't like that. So I took a, I, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel like chapped about that. I was just, I found that to be a tremendous dramatic vehicle. That that's he's, just exactly right. This using brutal, using women as vehicles for something else. This is the brutal problem. world. But I get it. This is I that kind of movie. I know you did. Because that, that's, that's well, if you what she would be left to do. Like, they took the men to the city for what we're about to get he to. He had about a million different storytelling choices he could have used to give her a storyline, but he didn't. And well, that's the movie he wanted to make. She started a business? <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, be, she's beating. While yep. she's down there. While she's, she's down a there. fucking genius beater. <laughs> well, I think and this is going to come back. You, Wait, you, you I think have, that was bad. This I is going to come back in a bad way later. I have something else to say. At the end, when she gives birth, if he had chosen to do that scene differently, I might be more forgiving. But we'll get to that. So unrealistic. Let's get in the city now. We're in the city. It's it's not like the other well births, well water births that you've <laughs> witnessed, and it's like that's not how it looks in a well. <laughs> right. When I've been right trapped in right <laughs> when you had your baby rainforest, <laughs> comma. Totally unrealistic. So what happens in the city? We got to keep moving. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, dude, quick, quick point. Uh, this is an action, action genre. It's a genre. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a genre thing. Yeah. And more, melodrama. Can you call it melodrama? Mm, or let's not get off point. Okay. The, the <laughs> more and more now, 
women are finding their way into leading roles like Rey in the Star Wars film, which is action genre, but she's kicking some ass. But typically and traditionally, especially if you're making like a historical movie, unless you're talking about Amazons or something, the warrior class and the people doing the glorious, you know, uh, all the ass kicking, all the ass kicking, and movie worthy, worthy, you know, for this genre type of stuff, we're dudes, and it's going to be told from their perspective, and that's why. Yep, doesn't mean that women weren't doing things, you know, that weren't living lives and had stories that needed to be told, but were just being suppressed because they had no voice, mm. and that's echoed in. The, the religious story that Mel told in The Passion of the Christ, it's not coincidence. It's, it was the son of God, not the daughter of God, you know, and that and, you know, Mary's just a sidekick in that. I mean, she's, she's <laughs> sidekick. That's no, not, I the, don't think she would like that. No, she would get smoked. Mary, Mary is very revered within that Dig tradition. That Mary virgin. <laughs> but, but she's also secondary. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. like it, in the stories. In the stories, Jesus is a hero of Christianity and that whole story. And that's just a, a unfortunate sort of historical precedent of the hero is going to be a dude, the leading man. And, and, and yeah, I feel you. Isn't so that just what am I wrong about life in the year 1000? That I it don't was like know. it's a man's world. I don't know. I'm sure there and, were some tribes where women were warriors too, but okay. I don't. I don't know enough about it to say. And but why? It, and, but but why? Why? Why does? Why do we have to watch so many? Why is it entertainment to watch people kill each other? And and, and why is that what matters too? Like we could, we could. There are lots of other stories that could be told within the life of that village from a woman's perspective that. Chris probably would have enjoyed more. Than I like, but that's not this movie. But I did like watching this movie. I think it's cathartic to see because it makes you forgive yourself for any impulses you have that reflect that violence. Hmm. To see violent movies, you can forgive yourself a little bit because we all have those impulses. For when you, you want, want to stab in the heart. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. Any other fucking comments? Yeah. <laughs> and it's 2020, so you don't really do that. You just kind of like roll your eyes and... Mm-hmm. Take that. Eat that shit sandwich. So what happens in that city? What happens Take in us that through city? that. Well, it was a lot to see. Uh, I remember seeing the slaves for sure. And then just the whole culture. It was so many people. And of course, I'm wondering. You got to see a mass gathering, too. How did they stage this? Like this. There wasn't a was commute. How much is computer? How many extras were we dealing with? How much I mean, computer yeah. animation is involved right. here? Because this was still building all those temples, and that set and everything. Yeah, that would have been a smart podcaster would have got his DVD <laughs> out last night and watched all this and been able to just rattle it all right. off. Right, but that would I have can. been made for some good. But in re- and let's take it as reality. Still very grandiose, and the ornament, Big, the yeah. epic, the, the again the costumes, the face, the faces of the people on top of the temple oh i mean of course okay i think i texted you guys i texted you when the dude was eating the balls i texted you Mm. when the heads were rolling down the temple stairs pyramid yes that just felt like really like oh not only that but they had the nets 
And the guys at the bottom were yeah. like, hey. Trying to catch. It was a, it's like it was a, a happening, man. It's, <laughs> it's a, a happening. game. This is a happening Did in they miss city. sometimes and did the crowd go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so part of me was like, what's wrong with these people that they're celebrating this kind of horrible, horrible human what sacrifice? Indeed. What is wrong with this culture was my it, question. I think it echoes a little bit the darkness of Mel. Maybe I'm not going to be able to bridge these things that well, but like... Please do, though. Come oh. on. Come on, Nap. You got it. You got this. I'm going to try really quickly, and then we're going to get back to you, Chris, but like... Because I'm going to shit on... Uh... Oh, go ahead. Well, go just, ahead. just examining the human story, and if you take the view that like we're all connected, it's one human family throughout history, well, that's... It sounds nice until you start looking at all the super dark shit that we've done. Yep. And 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 you if you want to make that empathetic sort of stretch and look back and and try and understand like what was it in their mythology what twisted mythology that they thought the sun god needed blood mm-hmm. for their harvest sacrifice because they were in a drought like where connect these dots for me please in the same way that like connect for me how a guy who could make stirring romantic scenes. Like I love you, I always have. And Braveheart, <laughs> your I, I, it's, I'm trying Scottish there. <laughs> it's a good brogue. I like it. Thank you, thank you. Tenderness and like, you know, heroism and like, you know, stirring uh, profiles in the best part of humanity, and then having to reconcile that with like the recorded calls to his wife, where he's a m- raging monster. Yeah, you know. He's, I guess what I'm trying to say is he shows us in that movie, it's a little bit like a little portrait of Mel there and that you've got, you've got fucking monsters mm-hmm. and you've got kind of the best of humanity. I think Jaguar Pa and his dad, right? They, his family, they represent the better angels of our natures and the fucking and the devils and it's all there it's all there the full spectrum of humanity Mm -hmm. so it's you know that's that's like are you saying he's taking the inner workings of the human mind and like splashing it on the screen like this is the worst i think i'll say yes and it's worse he lets it all happen Mm -hmm. the good and the ugly and especially in apocalypto where Mm -hmm. there's no english spoken Mm-hmm. And blah blah blah. It's all done visually. He just leaves you to sort it out. And I think it kind of I heightens. Love that. I it, love it. It heightens the the mercy and the tenderness when you see the brutal circumstances that these people are up against. That they don't just succumb to cynicism and are just like, well, I guess it doesn't pay to be decent, so I'm gonna become a monster myself True. or whatever. You know, like they're they so they maintain their they're humanity. they're kind of bred for violence they're like bred to appreciate yes. violence they think that sacrifice is necessary i didn't understand why so much sacrifice a warlike how people, many though, people do you is, need to kill this is a warlike people that i didn't get that like it felt like maybe one or two okay but then also i also felt like it how it's so much worse than you think it's sort of like oh a head rolling down the temple surely they're done okay <laughs> that was good Back to how cheap life is. How f- fucking sinister are the 
what do you call it? <laughs> Powers that be in this movie. Bad. In this in the in the city. They represent the worst. One of them was pretty fucking high on something, by the way. That was my <laughs> True. But True. Did you see the there was a smoke and he was like ah, right. Blah, blah, blah. right. And that you'd was have to. the shaman in, with some kind of ayahuasca, like yeah. sweat ceremony he was or something. Balls up there. Can you imagine? Put yourself in their shoes. Tripping that hard, though. and then an eclipse happening. Put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Their role, their job. Because somebody said so. Somebody decided is to cut out hearts and chop off heads until somebody says uncle. Until somebody says enough. And how fucking sinister is it? So I've always, I always came away from the city scene at the top of the pyramid. Is those, uh, what are they? The, the priests, I guess? Maybe. Priests. Not I guess. The priests. Yeah. The priests up there that are running this whole show. Yeah. And the, these and cultures the knew yeah. when astrological events happened. But he seems surprised. They charted the stars. No, they don't. That there is. They didn't know the eclipse was coming. I f- no. I find I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. Fair enough. I find I'm with you, Andy. I so find wrong, those priests to be very cynical. <laughs> they know it's close. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they're having. That's why today is the Super Bowl of sacrifice. <laughs> today in big air quotes, like oh, when they're being who's led doing the, the halftime show. <laughs> so you're coming in in real time with these people, and I think. So this is as good a time as any. That's what I think is the genius of the story is Jaguar Paw. You follow Jaguar Paw like a leaf in the river through this story, through the process. And he makes it all the way to the top of the pyramid. He's the next guy or two away from getting his heart cut out. And the eclipse comes. And all those priests just look at each other and they're like, there's no fucking reason. He was for this. on the slab when the eclipse happened. There's no fucking you don't reason think they for believe, any of this. You don't think they believe? They all them. know. They all just look at each other and they're like, "Like, it's time." They're nodding. Yeah, they just know. The, the I think that's improv, dude. They're, I, they're going. This is good. They know. I think they know, and that's why everybody it's fun. be cool. happy. Because- and they stop. And so Jaguar Paw's story—that's what makes his story so spectacular—is he all the crazy shit that happens to him, right up to and including he's the guy on the slab about to have his heart cut out, and right before the knife comes down, the eclipse happens, and everybody looks at each other and says, "Okay, we're good." But that doesn't. So that's great storytelling. Well. It's great yeah. storytelling, and I believe—I personally believe—and I don't think you can talk me out of it—that mm. the elders of this tribe. People of this time knew the heavens. They had to a degree hundreds, if not a thousand years worth of culture of studying the heavens and knowing when these phenomena happen. And the masses down below don't know shit about this stuff. They're not a strong. They're not the educated, educated. They're not the elite of this, this culture, but the people at the top of the pyramid know Mm -hmm, the people at the bottom just want the blood. They just know that we've been told that sacrifice is what makes the crops grow. So bring on the blood. Keep the heads coming. They're they're the they're the ignorant masses. So being entertained by the elite few then who, why know, the who actually know and are in charge of what's going on. 
how do you square that with the prophecy? And prophecy. The whole, and one of the things that this movie, I think, expects us to do is it take it submerges us back into this world and in yes. this time when supernatural sort of forces were expressed okay. through children with boils on their face mm. who could see into the future and I, you know things I'm going like to leave that. it there that's my case yeah. is that these the elite of this culture oh. of this city had knowledge I, well, and they, they have, used it on the masses. The, and I oh, think that still happens today. Okay, I'm getting you now. You're this is a conspiracy thing. It's it like, is it is manipulation of the masses it. by an educated few got in it. a circle who know things, mm-hmm. but the, the don't reveal the masses don't know, and that's how that's how the tempo, the rhythm of life is conducted. Is we tell you things, uh huh. You believe us, media. If you don't, yeah. You probably die, or you disappear, or mm-hmm. whatever. So, so they have all, like Fox News broadcasts. That's my, that's my happening. That's always been my my takeaway. It's from an interesting that. read, but for all that they knew, this was still dark times. True. And when things like famine or a plague happened, these people were so desperate. True. To do anything to try and protect themselves or defend themselves against this inexplicable hardship, my guess is that in the myriad of things that they tried desperately, they fucking killed somebody and it started raining Mm -hmm. at some point. They were like, okay, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. Let's kill some more people. I'm going to... Or whatever. We're going to agree to disagree here. Fair enough. I, I think that culture has worked this way for a very long time. Hmm. So Jaguar Int- Paw intentional misleading of the masses. Yes, by a few. By few. And that the by priests don't believe their own story essentially, no. and that's just a. It's, it's a, a show that the they're using to. I here's how I read it. It's a fixed game. Yes. Here, here's how I read it. I did not read them as knowing the eclipse was going to happen. And they were surprised and had to improvise. And then that contributed to Jaguar Paw's story because he's like the Matrix chosen one. And somehow the eclipse lines up so that this chosen one is spared. Some kind of cosmic support this guy has. Cosmic support, exactly. Which is metaphorically a hero's journey for all of us to say, you're also the one, and you have cosmic support, too. <laughs> you may feel like you're about to be sacrificed, but hang in there, dude. But hang in there. They're both covering their <laughs> mouths while are, they say this. Things are aligning for, for you. It's the classic hero's yes. tale. And, and for the movie to function, yes, Jaguar Paw has to be the one who's laying there on the stone. As the dagger's about to come down. Yeah. Like, that makes a great movie. Mm-hmm. We just took different things from that moment up there. So from there, I also didn't... They didn't fight back at all while they were being... Wait, trans- do they? The Jaguar Paw and his pals. As they're being let out Transported. There? As they were... They could have tried to get out in the city. They could have mm, their tried Their neck to- was... Yeah, they come in bound by, by the neck. Bamboo. And, and by that point, they've been marched 
and beaten. You know. And yeah, but you think <laughs> fight every step of the way and you just could. tell someone kills you? All right, whatever. So it's kind of like saying the argument of like, why didn't the slaves rebel more like, or fight more? I mean, at I've some got point, a blister. When my foot hurts, I expected someone to fight back when they were about to be killed on the slab because their hands were untied. I expected yeah. someone to punch Throw yourself someone. down the stairs, just punch someone <laughs> and fling him down. You know, I expected something to happen, but hmm. so um, then they're. I thought they were bound still. No, they they're being held down. They weren't. I mean, they were loose were until they? they were on the slab. Yeah. I'm going to, I, it's been okay. too long. Anyway, so then it's a matter of, um, the try and run and we're going to spear you with javelins. We're going to launch them through that's the air. That's a fun game. Well, that's, it's kind of like they've done this before. Hmm. With the, all the people, all the people who are getting ready for the big water slide, when they close the slide, this is what they do with them. It's. Okay, target, you know, target practice time. Like, bloodthirsty savages. Yeah, uh, run for the cornfield. And the and the ditch of dead, decaying that corpses. That was really they, disturbing. Oh, God. So it's like they Talk about smells. Ugh. But Jaguar Paw. It's just like, this is business for Run this zigzag. City. Wise. Brilliant Jaguar Paw. Run yeah. zigzag. Gets speared. He gets shot with an arrow. No, it was a javelin. Was it? Mm-hmm. It had like a, a big spear spearhead, and it's on like it the chief's okay. son or something that he's he's delivers he's the bad blow. cleanup there at the end. He's yes, finishing people off, and right. which is an honor, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I can I don't I don't want to praise Mel too much. It's but too late. It's already happened. You look like <sighs> yeah, a cat's racist. out of the bag, baby. You look Let like it a racist white pig. It's Let fine. It yeah, Just it, embrace it, it. Like. The nuance of this this story for being an action movie and a chase movie and whatever else, the fact that even the monster has that moment of humanity where he gives his son his knife and is like, you earned it today. I'm proud of you. Right. And, and you know, the relationship that is is built between <laughs> between that father and his son so that when he dies, you feel like, oh, this this is a terrible loss. Even that perverse culture has fathers who love sons. They're just in a different place, doing different stuff with a different uh, set of beliefs right? than Jaguar Paws people. And in his own strange way, he's being a good father. Crazy. You know, he... He's a he's a strong, respected sort of figure. He's a leader community. of men. Yeah. Is this movie about Mel Gibson trying to forgive himself for being? I mean, is that what he's saying? Like, even the worst men have redeemable qualities. Yeah. Is that what he's saying? Did we just figure out Mel Gibson? Did we just like <laughs> psychoanalyze him, and we've got it. I don't know. He does kill that character. I'm know, not. You got to help me with that this that, a little bit. He's saying that someone. I th- I think Mel is telling a spectacular story. But of a period. Even the worst of the worst can be kind, and show love. Mm. And he's saying 
that's me, audience. But this is 2006. I'm I don't horrible think. I don't for so many reasons. Did he have problems at this time? Of course. Yeah. This long ago, you they don't develop. Didn't yeah. those problems come later? Like, you don't develop demons like that all they of a sudden. They just public. Dude. You don't. Yeah. You don't all of a sudden grow to yeah. hate Jews yeah. like one day. Wake up. It's today. <laughs> Today's the day. Boy, that's new to me. I that's that's never crossed my mind. We had to take a little break there. Things were getting, things were getting intense, and uh, indeed, we're getting back to it though. Jaguar Paw is on the run, and people have taken arrows and spears right next to him as he has serpentined his way out of this death field. Right, and there's the little you, um, yeah. story parallel of his dad giving him the message before his dad was killed before the as the village was being pillaged and his dad was like don't give in to your fear and then there's the parallel of the bad guy's dad never be afraid bad guy dad giving his son the knife saying or the sledgehammer whatever being like you're the one who's going to finish the people who are mostly dead mm-hmm. i'm so, sorry we one more thing that deserves a little mention that i think is a great fucking just badass please, scene please like when when he when he stabs a guy who disagrees with him, is when his son comes up to him and he's got the swollen eye. And he's like, oh. oh, hey, you forgot to duck. Hold still, you pansy, and just <laughs> because... gouges the side of <laughs> side of his face with a knife. Any good boxer, it's like better has now that you can done. see out of it. Yeah, it's his cut man. Wow. He was right? he was a cut man for his son, and and, mm-hmm. and but it was a bonding thing between the two of them. You could tell it was like, oh, you you silly. Young whippersnapper, yet whippersnapper. You got a closed eye there. Let me fix that for yeah. you. That was that was caring, actually, yeah. it, a macho form of caring in the same way that when try that in twenty twenty, Nat. Well, <laughs> I remember. It's like taking ticks out. You're gonna get some blowback from that. You know, there's. I can't help but feel this is a whole other con- con- line of conversation that something is a little bit lost, like. I I I do appreciate the 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 evolution towards the more sensitive man, or, or just human in particular, but men particularly have the furthest to go in that in that domain. But like when I had a baseball that I was trying to catch as a kid, and I lost it in the sun, and it came down and smashed my fucking nose, Ow. and I just had blood gushing. It was the first time I'd bled like that, and I was bleeding, and I was sure. This is death. I'm going to die. <laughs> and my dad got a hold of me and just, it was the same kind of move of like, all right, I'm just going to fucking gash the side of your eye. We're going to squeeze the blood out. You're going to be able to see again. Stop being a pansy. It's going to be fine. Did he get a snot rag out? Yeah, exactly. No, but just this whole, he said. You're saying a, that was good? He said, it's a long way from your heart, dude. You're going to be fine. Oh. That was my dad's line. And this whole this whole attitude of like, I'm not saying moms don't do this or women aren't capable of this, this level of just like, you know, rub some dirt on it, stop, stop whining, or you know, tough love kind of. Okay. Gestures. There it's, has to be a balance because mm-hmm. 
so many men in particular are fucked up these days because they did not have their emotions validated when they were children. So they're depressed. They're alcoholics. They have high (laughs) Describe how you didn't, how we didn't get our, what did you say? Because. Validation of of emotions. Of saying, oh, that must have hurt. Mm. Before you do the eye slit, oh, that must have hurt. I see your pain Mm. kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. There's sort of like, I I see what you're saying. If you give way too much to one end, then you grow up with a victim mentality. If you give way too much to the other end, you grow up denying your own feelings. So true. Whoa. So the, somewhere the in the middle. Here, even the, I didn't expect it to go this way, <laughs> but, but the, I love it. But the the equi- yes. the equivalent to parenting, I think. I forget who, who gave me this insight, but like, the advice was probably us, right, Dan? Me? Probably, me. yeah. <laughs> one of you two, because there's so much wisdom. <laughs> it's hard to sort through it all. Uh, it's overwhelming. But there's a different response to when your kid wipes out on their bike or whatever, in that moment where they look to you before they start crying or freaking out. To see how much they can milk this situation, how much attention they might get oh, right. from being hurt. My versus, four-year-old does that a lot. Versus you just responding with like, okay, bud, you fell, get up, you're okay. Versus running over there all hysterical and being like, oh my God, mm-hmm. is everything okay? You know, and that's the that's what I was getting at. I think part of the, the what's beautiful about that time period and what was conveyed in that moment is related a little bit to the nostalgia and the pull that you feel when you see people all communal and together. It's like, oh, you got a boo-boo, you're hurt, fucking get over it. Mm-hmm. Cut, squeeze, moving on. You know, there was a there was a simplicity and a practicality about the way people dealt with stuff and there, you know, there's an appeal to that mm-hmm. sort of Well that's how they dealt you. But that's how just the, like the appeal of families and all generations being together. There was also that's how they dealt with the. Do we say simpler times? The lovable galoog, who <laughs> galoog. There's a isn't it's, that what we a, called it? There's a t on the end of galoot. I thought if it was we're galoog. Use galoog. What? <laughs> <sighs> Boy, I don't go. I will on. edit that out. You should. The that's lovable- embarrassing. <laughs> galoog. Oh, not- <laughs> it works just as well. It Let's really put an does. Ad in there. <laughs> The lovable galoot was um, turning to the chief and saying, oh, I keep getting picked on. You know, what the fuck? These balls don't even work <laughs> to eat them. Yeah, that, you know, that's true. And the chief was like, you can't let them treat you that way. Here, put these leaves on your cock and this will make babies for Do you. Do you have to bring this up again? Yes. I'm be- still scarred from it the first time. <laughs> Yes, because it's what you're saying. Even the man in pain, in like real pain, sincere pain, like I'm hurting this. Even my my not colleagues, even my equals don't my peers don't accept me. They're making fun of me. I'm not sure what to do. And even that isn't met with validation. It's met with Mm. another practical joke on him. Wow. Right. That's did you have. 
back to therapy for me. <laughs> I scar. I was so scarred by that that scene. How rough they were on I that know. guy. And that you put it in a new way. But yeah. he has his moment. Remember when they're sitting around after he's eating the balls, and he fakes a move like he's gonna punch Jaguar Paw. Jaguar Paw flinches. Yeah, and. That's all he gets, though. Just that. It's a little moment, but everybody laughs at Jaguar Paw, and there's this moment of like, all right, he's got power, and he's scared Jaguar Paw, and and it's a, it's a little bit of an evening, and they, you know, it's just a, yeah, I'm not saying. You hear this, people? (sighs) Everything great and terrible about humanity is expressed in Apocalypse. (laughs) It it does it all in this. Except for women's stories. Limited period of time. And it doesn't so give women a heroic give, No, arc. it doesn't talk anything at all about women's do stories. Do women except bust each other's balls as much as guys do? And is that a love language between women to no. insult each other lovingly? No. Teasing? Mm-mm. You don't do it because you're too sensitive. You don't come to, into your friend's house and go, what's up, jackass? Women are not too sensitive. It's just not funny. So that's why we don't do it. Well, By too too sensitive is a turn. too sensitive is a is a loaded term and it oh, sounded yeah. terrible. I just meant more like sure did. I'm glad it's on the recording. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. How do I unpack that one here? <laughs> Try to backpedal, back it up. How do I back that up? Are women maybe? Um, I can edit that shit out. You probably should. <laughs> but can can men afford? To be purposefully insensitive for humorous effect because we haven't been oppressed and we haven't been treated like shit. Whereas women, their their level of sensitivity to that is greater because they've been shit on for so many years. Maybe. And Speak that's for your why- gender. Yeah. Go on. I, will, well, I, I would have to think about it. We're speaking it's for a our gender. Really, really good question. It is a good question. Because that's think, what guys, yeah, all guys do. I have to think long and hard and... about it, not at eleven thirty at night. Okay, so fair enough. Jaguar paw, and I will, I will think about that. Jaguar paw makes it out of the javelin throw field <laughs> into the corn. But it's not just javelin. I think they've got some <laughs> rock throwing things, and they've got oh. arrows. It's a red. Yeah. His other zigzag guy that was running with him did not make it, he but fucking does him a solid at the end though. Okay, but he gets, he has a spear through him. The finisher comes up, tries to finish him, and Jaguar Paz not having it, and he ends up killing the finisher, who Ooh. was the son of the head dude. Oh, boy. Which you would think seals the fate of Jaguar Paz, hmm. except he's, he's, he's cho- the chosen one. So... He makes it to the corn, but now, instead of just mean dudes, now you have mean, angry dudes. Led, Motivated. Led by yeah. the angriest father. Awful. Yep. Who's you, got a lion's jaw bouncing off of his chest, <laughs> hanging from his headdress, and other things. Yeah, yeah. The, the skulls on his shoulders and just and the tattoos. And they're coming the, for him. They're oh, coming God. for him. Yeah. Jaguar Paw is injured. He has been probably not fed, not had much water, and he's been walking for days. Mm, and yet, he finds the strength. What's keeping him going? Don't run. forget, don't forget, 
after the cornfield, before the jungle, is the corpse trench. The enormous (laughs) corpse trench that he has to stumble through. I would have given up right there. I'd have been like, you know what? Fuck this. (laughs) Just fucking kill me and I'll... uh." For a second, I thought he was going to pretend to be a corpse and like cover himself up with other bodies, but... Mm. Would that have been your move? Just cover yourself with stinking corpses? That's a really good question. Um... What would have been my move? Well, you think about that. I would have been dead in the village. <laughs> in the raid. I would have whined too much and they would have been like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Go on. My wrists hurt, sir. Could you loosen this? Oh, my God. Biting yeah. on my neck. It's... I have. I wouldn't I have, have made it even that far. A little claustrophobia. <laughs> Do you have something other than this rope? Like, because it. The texture of it is chafing. I have a sensory disorder. Yeah. We're supposed to be six feet apart. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So okay. then he makes it into the jungle. Into the jungle. He finds a tree. And now slanted. our hero has a shot. It's slanted. He's got a shot. He climbs up the tree and waits. And the party after him passes under him. And one of the dudes gets a drop of Jaguar Paw's blood on his back because Jaguar Paw is bleeding. And it. That's movie making. It drops onto a leaf and then drops onto this dude's scapula. (laughs) That's vocabulary. Jaguar Paw can take a few breaths here. Okay. He kind of gets a little hope. He's also not named Jaguar Jaguar Paw yet. He's not named Jaguar. No. You're, having, you're struggling <laughs> with Jaguar. Out. He's not named Jaguar Pa yet. Is he not? Yes, he is. No, because he he hasn't been chased by the Jaguar oh. yet. So he names himself that. After no, I think don't. You think? That? I don't. I'd never heard his name before that. I don't remember. I thought he I named himself after he outran a Jaguar. I think that's part of their culture and they reference the god you know like when the when the jaguar is killed they're like this is a terrible thing because the jaguar is connected to our mythology and the god and it's a terrible thing to to hurt I thought jaguar. he named himself so, he was like fuck this I just outran a jaguar my name is jaguar How Paul. did you feel about the face mauling Okay wait that, so a- first of all that's one of my that was one of my favorite scenes so when he's in the tree I might cut all that out. Bleeding. He's in the tree bleeding. The hunting party passes beneath him. He's like, ah. And then turns. Cute cub. Cute cub. And turns into a cute little baby. Adorable. Baby little cub. Baby jaguar cub. Are they panthers as well? Mm. Do we call them the same? It's a a good question. I don't know. And then. Black jaguar instead of black panther. As anyone knows. Anybody. If Don't. you see the baby, you're mm. fucked. Mama's nearby. You are fucked. Mama's nearby. We have learned this from movies, yes. Revenant. Yes, we Leonardo have. Leonardo DiCaprio gets raped by the bear because he sees the youngins. Yeah. And there's the, the mama. So he's running now for his life. I love this part. Still bleeding. He's Oh, yeah. He's wounded, bleeding, starving, probably thirsty. Sure. And he's in bare feet. Running mm. through. He's used to that shit, though. Are you fucking kidding me? The forest. Jesus. I love that scene because the intensity of his face running is so good. Good acting. 
Mm-hmm. And I also love when he comes up on the hunting party and they think they got him. And he's like, I don't even give a shit about you. <laughs> I got bigger problems, yo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That was really, really good. I don't yeah. have to run fast, just faster than you. <laughs> no, that- good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Good movie. You know what? I could have done it without the fucking snake, though. <laughs> okay, the snake it's takes the out. Amazon. The snake I, takes out one of the unnecessary. Bad guys, right? Is all I'm saying. Un- They're cursed. Oh yeah. In the meantime, and that's what hunting parties cursed as fuck. To my, it was point a prophecy. Like prophecy. It was a prophecy. Shit, it no, shows no. the arbitrariness of. You sit down in the wrong place on the wrong animal, and it's just over. Like, and that, and all, and his his brethren know it too, right? Well, that's the snake a, bites him, and they're just like. Literally, that's one of my favorite. Sorry, that's, buddy. That's um, one of my favorite. Moving on. They've moved on before the guy's even dead. That's my favorite. And so is the guy. He's yeah. just resigned himself. Oh. Like, it's over. 30 seconds, and I'm out. Favorite so, yeah, subtitle transi- translation moment ever, where they look down at him. They, they look at the snake, see what it is, speak some ink and gibberish or whatever, and I don't know to say, he's fucked. Yes. <laughs> F bomb. He's subtle F bomb. Yeah, yeah, but very quickly they just make they make the decision like, well, the mission, the show right. must go on. Like, and he's it's still not running. even a we goodbye. Go. It's yeah. not even like, hey, bro. One of them stays here's, behind and is here's like, what you meant to me. And if there's a pot, I love you, a, man. It was just like, see you later. If there's Bye. something positive we can take from this, <laughs> as the, the the justice is justice the right word? He dies fast. That snake is so poisonous. He he dies before he still opens up his wrist with his knife to, to yeah he slits his own wrist a little bit he would have to the remember the that. helper that stayed behind was like it'll go faster if you open your veins true and that's what he did true mm-hmm. which is also just like a you can tell hmm. it's like they've rehearsed this scenario and they know when this happens oh well that's what you do yeah yeah because kill yourself now Joe a month ago remember Joe yeah, right. <laughs> When he, he was, was just taking break. a walk. He was getting some fucking bananas. <laughs> break. Remember? Yeah. And it was easier when he opened his vein. Yeah. It did go better. Okay. We right. are getting ever closer to so the here, pinnacle here. Here's something else that I really enjoyed. What a great movie. He knew where he was. Jaguar Once Paw. he realized he Jaguar was back Paw. in his own. He knew where turf. he was, which is a, a miracle. He because they walk. How long did they walk for days? Oh, yeah. I think it's related to though to the idea that when there was a slight disturbance in the jungle, they were all like, "Yeah, what's going on?" In the same way that they know sense of direction probably and orientation in a way that you know, unbelievable. Of course, you know that's a yeah. skill that we don't have that they definitely would have had. Surveyors have that, but that Dan has, yes. I forgot. Dan knows. He can tell. Right. But if you were in uncharted land you'd never been to before, would you still know where your home is? Fuck mm. no. Are you kidding me? I would have turned he around did. and accidentally run back into the but- city and you run. sacrifice. <laughs> you, f- you use the sun as your map. a different turn. And you run in a general direction until you get to something familiar. So... While they, it means while they were walking to the city, he was charting. Well, he had an idea of which where direction they were they going. Went. Yeah, just direction. I'll I'll just put mm-hmm. it there. So he runs and runs and runs. The jaguar, in the meantime, gets a 
tasty treat from one of the malls to face and in, in pure <laughs> mel style you know it can't just be like a second or two you get at least a good five seconds i think i'm and you know, just going after the guy's face just like all the movies we uh, love dude Django, dude once upon a time in hollywood when they get it they deserve it they're oh. so they're so evil and bad they deserve it so you, you kind of he lets you enjoy it a little that's bit. mel gibson saying guess what you too viewer you are also this you think so? He's punishing the viewer? No, not punishing. He's being Same. like, not just me, also you. You're as depraved you as You like I am. this violence, too. Ah, because it feels good to see someone get it there. It does. Mm-hmm. When they deserve it when that they deserve hard. It. Oh, it feels so good. Okay. So but what about Jesus? Why did we have to see Jesus get hurt? I didn't see that movie, so well, irrelevant. Wow. You almost... Did you, I just say Jesus' death was irrelevant? You, yeah, I think, oh, my oh, God. You want to edit me oh, earlier. Okay, oh Yoko. <laughs> wow. Holy okay. shit, Adams. So he's running. He comes to a clearing, and it's... Dun, 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 dun. This I could have probably predicted. A river. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Go what? What happens? It's a waterfall. Oh, shit. Is no it way. A, is, it, is, it, is it a small one? <laughs> From... From Deliverance to Ace Ventura <laughs> to Apocalypto, it's a waterfall. It's a waterfall. Oh, let's not forget romancing uh, the stone-sized waterfall. Oh, let's not forget. Uh, God damn it! Stay alive no matter what occurs. I, I referenced it Last earlier. Last Mohicans, Last yes, Mohicans, huge waterfall. waterfall. <laughs> Great waterfall there too. Yeah, it's good we for drama. We could spend a pod analyzing waterfall scenes. Don't go chasing them. No, get us back to the. Come on, get us back to the village. Let's go. And we will cover. Don't go chasing waterfalls. By TLC, we will cover. Don't go chasing hey. water. At this point, he really doesn't have a choice. Yeah, right. It's- They're coming up behind him. What's he going to do? Go forward. It's jump or be murdered. Jump or be murdered. Certain death one way. Maybe death the other way. So you choose the maybe. And he lives. Life is cheap. He lives. Although the... Balls that it would take to jump off those falls. Every t- it works on me every time in the movie. Too. And isn't it right balls after? To- yeah, it does. Over right the after falls. he does the jump, isn't that when he stands up and goes, "I am Jaguar. Yeah. This is my jungle." Mm-hmm. And then it's like to me, then it's like a sports movie. Like, yeah, Fourth my quarter. children will. It's hunt the same thing. These- this is a yes. this is a formula where the hunter be where the hunted becomes the hunter that is always satisfying. It works really well. Kind of like in predator when, when Schwarzenegger gets covered in mud and he realizes that the predator can't see him and he starts setting all the traps, Mm -hmm. starts doing all the things, you know, he's in control all of a sudden and the script gets flipped. That's fucking fantastic. You could not, you could not be rooting more. For, oh. for him at this point. Absolutely. Every cell of your body is like, yeah, yes. Is there a better, you're rooting for this guy movie and the than great, Apocalypto? The it's great. so out of bounds and so over the top. And when he finally... <laughs> How much you're rooting for him. When he finally has... This is probably one of my favorite, like, retribution against a guy who has just been tormenting him. Yes. Kills his father... So- he, you know, Ugh. they're they're staring at each other, mm-hmm. and there's a weapon that's halfway between them. 
Oh, you're talking once they're in the wood, once they're in the jungle. Before mm-hmm. the big bad guy goes down. Yeah. The next in line, who's sort of. Uh, you're skipping a couple important parts. All right. Let me just get this point out, and then we'll move back. Okay. But because we do have to get back to the village, and there is more. To you know, the the big bad guy has a couple of great moments where he asserts his dominance. One we already covered a few times where he stabs a guy who questions his authority and is like, anyone else? <laughs> and then the other one is when whoever that character is that calls Jaguar almost and, and, and murders his father in front of him. That guy. Almost. When he cuts that guy loose mm-hmm. who's dying and is bound with all of the others and the big bad guy comes back to see what the holdup is. And they have that little showdown of like, what the fuck's a holdup? What's going on? You let him go? Oh, right. Maybe you want to make the decisions now? Oh, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't you get know? killed right then. Right there. But he, but it's a great moment where he, he challenges him outright mm-hmm. in front of everyone and makes a point of reasserting his mm-hmm. dominance. And I don't know what it is psychologically about, is that a man thing that that we love so much about seeing a badass assert his alpha status over other people like that? There's just... It's an when, archetype, I think is what it's called. The alpha. Agree. It, there's something so compelling about that to see the other guy who, you know, just back down and she's an of, archetype too. Really, Snow White in the Well. Hmm. She's this. I think that's why this movie is so good. There's a bunch of archetypes. But anyways, okay. Touch, question. Lizard brain stuff. What I love about this is just when you're like, he made it over the falls, and oh no, they're coming after him. <laughs> yeah. No. And then. The leader, right? Anyone want to disagree? You? Oh, dead. And then, yeah, it, it sort of reasserts this guy. And you see, like, how many? Uh, there's about five of them at yeah. that point, and like three of them? Not very many three left. Of, uh, one of them at least gets fucking brain. One of them dies over the falls. Yeah. I'm surprised, actually, that a lot of them live. But anyway, yeah. First thing that happens, he falls into quicksand. Which mm. I love because I was you're like you're all ramped up and ready to of root course. for him. And then whoop. Quicksand. And so grueling. It's grueling just to watch this quicksand. But in I'm your house on, it, on your couch. It's hard to just sit through. There's you were something saying. so primally disturbing about quicksand. It oh, just God. It, it's yeah. terrifying. It's a, it's a, it's a terrifying. worse. It's a worse death than drowning, even though you're still drowning. Would you say oh. from water? I'm a broken because, record here, but life was cheap. And then he grabs a twig. If you step twig, in the wrong place, you and the, die. The vine and everybody just accepted it. Breaks. Yeah. Oh. oh my god! You were just your breathing was disrupted at that point. Where I was holding, holding my breath, breath yeah. I'm sure. But he makes it out of the quicksand, and then he's covered in this dark mud, and that's uh, when he. It's Predator again. Predator. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually thinking of that. I was thinking ripped of that. from the pages of Predator. <laughs> kind of. It was another level then. Just kidding. Then there was no script for then Predator. Then he was like, that's it. You know what? Yeah. What can you do that's to That's fucking it. Right. And he sort of then embodies what his dad told him, which is, you don't have any fear. He did it over the falls, but mm. this, I felt like, brought it to another it level. It cemented it. When he came out of that quicksand, mm-hmm. it was like, 
game on, motherfuckers. Yep. This and is... he gets the wasp's nest. Oh, that's oh. a great move. I and forgot the wasp. And wraps it in like a giant <laughs> banana leaf and waits for them <laughs> until they come within range. And he's like, guess what, fuckers? And why? Because it's his jungle. And he, it's throws his it backyard. At him. Yep. They have no shot in his and backyard. And he's covered in mud, so he's protected. Oh. Yeah. Brilliant. That was a great scene. I really liked that. The banana leaf release. Like, has he has he practiced bowling. that? Yeah. I'll admit it. I forgot bowling. about the, the, the yeah. bowling thing. Really, really good. Is that a sport in that culture, or how is he so accurate with that? Probably the fucking ball eater probably had it in his te- his hut. Someone probably threw one in there at some point <laughs> exactly. as a joke. He was having a tender moment with his, <laughs> his wife. Uh-huh. Hey, you know what would be funny? <laughs> release a bunch of hornets into there. The suspense is killing me. Does he make it back to are the we, village? Are we close to the village yet? Because it's been some years since I've seen it. Please. After the hornet's nest, he he finds the frog. Yes. Oh. And he darts. He does the poison dart. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he shoots that guy with like multiples. Three. To the point where and it like, just. And one guy. So then one more down. And then I think there's three left. The main guy. Almost. Let's call him almost a guy who call, who nicknames him almost kills his father. And he comes after him. Wait, is that the chief? No. When does the chief die? The very end. He gets the boar spikes. Yes. Okay. Jeez. So the darts. Bring it all home. That's so good storytelling right Darts here. take oh someone out. And then, so then it's the mean almost guy. Yeah, him. And... That's with the weapon. I think they both see the weapon at the same time. Almost has a weapon. Jaguar Paw sees it between them. And tries to get it. He gets a big run. Ducks and slides. The slide. Gets clipped on his forehead. Yep. But. They are acting this out. (laughs) Yeah. Go. Go. But but then. Keep rolling. Recovers after that guy has spent himself and he's coiling from like the the full swing and jaguar paw collects himself and whaps him on pretty the good whaps him wow. pretty good whack and then mel gives us what does he give us the satisfying gore of a Spurting vein that's been temple. opened up and yep. is just shooting pulsing, <laughs> pulsing by the pulse of the heart just spur excuse me sprays of gore mm-hmm. for and, and again not a second of it like with a jaguar, but give us a good maybe seven right. spurts of it, Mel, so that we we're really... in the palm of his hand here at this point. Down to the last couple guys, like last couple guys. I don't remember what happened to the last two. Eventually, he's close to the village now, really almost there, and I think it starts. Well, to a couple rain. survive. Yeah, there's two alive, that and then there's him a chief all the way to the end. But he's but... almost to the village, and and it starts to rain. Mm. Actually, this was before. Of course, no, it wasn't. It did start to rain now, and then he's really got to go fast. Double because time. she's in the hole. Double time. She's in the well. And it's filling up fast. Trying, trying to climb out and failing. Oh God, and having contractions. Are you well, she falls. And I think that kind of... She's trying to climb out out of the well, and then she falls. And somehow... Oh, she does something kind of clever. She ties the stalagmite, stalagmite that she brutally sure. beats that monkey to death with. Great. For and, her. And it's throwing it up mm-hmm. to hook on Good something. Good job. And also, her toddler is you're not impressed. really, really well behaved. Yeah, you're not impressed. You glided right over no. that. 
Her oh. toddler is so well behaved. What would Espe be doing in that? In the bottom <laughs> <of> the- <laughs> Your daughter. Yeah. Oh my Four god! Would be giving you the fucking business. Oh huh? my god! Yeah. We don't even want to know. Okay, but you wouldn't last five minutes in a hole with Esme, <laughs> right? She'd probably be singing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> let it go, let it go. Can't hold it. Be echoing off the well. Can't hold it back. I'd be like, shut up. They are coming for us. Shush. And she'd be like, you don't tell me what to do. How dare you? I'd be like, we're dead. Um, I think he gets to the well. He sees them, but can't save them. Because they're still on his And he tail. has to keep running. And take care of some of more stuff. Of course, he can't just right. He can't just do it right away. Mm-hmm. But he at least has the confirmation that they're alive. But he sees that the water is rising. Right. So the music has to be getting more intense. Yeah. And yes. And then like, oh. he sets up the chief for a very gory death because they were hunt. They were trappers the and hunters. That gets tripped and flies through the air. Yeah, that's a nice device where you see it earlier in the movie when the boar gets. Well, I don't know if he was yeah. trying to call back and Oops. like, sorry, <laughs> call back to um, 2001's, you know, with the oh. the bone no. flying up no in way. the air. Maybe it's a pretty iconic, iconic visual. shot. Evolution. I don't know. Homage. Maybe. Okay. The predator references are clear. <laughs> <laughs> this much we know. <laughs> The iconic Predator. Well, I, did Predator come after this movie? No. No, before, Predator's well like before. 80s, oh, 86 okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was a kind of satisfying death. Mm. Impaled. Mm-hmm. Big wooden spikes through him. Yeah. I don't know what happened with the other two guys. Well, the other two guys, when they chase him out and they see the the, the ships, the European ships, mm. Spanish. That's right. There it is. They make it to the beach. That's right. That was kind of an interesting spin, too, because you were like this whole drama playing out and then they get to the beach and it's like, and none of that shit even fucking matters. I'm sorry. It's good writing again. This isn't Mel. Tremendous. I don't think he wrote it, but but the, I just I appreciate. I, I think, think he did write it. It was him and some other guy. More the craft of like the device of that bone flying through the air when the boar is killed earlier and how you see it again at the end of the yeah. movie and you know what's it's nice coming touch, and you see for it. Sure. Like that's that's just craftiness. Symmetry. That's, that's just that's craftiness. Movie storytelling symmetry. And the way that when you see Jaguar Pot with his arm in a sling and his wife and their baby and their little boy walking off at the end and he says, mm. We're going to try and find a new beginning. That's, right. That echoes the line from the people the people who had been displaced mm. originally. Say, we we need passage through this place oh, to man. find a new beginning. And there's ships on the beach. Ships on the beach. Yeah, you, s- you skipped ahead to the end, but there's ships on the beach. He uses that to distract the other two, and then kind of sneaks away back to his wife or lady. Yeah, and they and go down. Then you they- got a problem with the water birth. In the meantime, that is not what birth looks like. <laughs> It does not take 30 seconds to birth a baby. So, no, he got that wrong. I think I texted, like, 
one grunt and two pushes and baby's out or something like that. One big grunt. Eh, Two pushes and she's out. Hmm. Did labor last longer for your wives? Yeah. Yeah, there 15 was. fucking hours maybe they had to or put a, more they had to put like big salad tongues on eden's head and drag her out of the right womb, so you know? our twins were born in a heartbeat okay but that fast yeah okay they came out exceedingly fast okay so uh, it can we, happen we didn't have a second to lose from contractions to realizing it's go time to when babies came okay out. <laughs> That but does, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shitting on your point. It no. does happen. It Agree. Was, it does happen. I know some people. One, the fastest that I've talked to was 45 minutes mm. from the start of labor until the baby was out. Wow. Which is really intense and really, really, really fast. Okay. What was funny to me was he made it look like it was her sheer will and nothing else. Like she decided it was time. Well, so she's gonna push this baby out. Babies come out when they're ready. So that True. I disagreed with. He's he's spinning a lot of plates here. It's fine. At the end. It's not it, fine, it, but moving on. So she is floating with the baby and then with the toddler and he comes back and he's like, you're alive. And then then end of movie. The ships. And we 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 will look for a new beginning. Overall. It feels like a fable almost. Mm-hmm. And I liked I like fables. I like the archetypes. I like rooting for the hero. I like how he was built up because you you had to root for him. Look at what he's up against. And he was decent. And his father was decent. Like yeah. they they were established as like these are good guys. That's part of yeah. why he established them as good guys so that you would root so far uh, hard yeah. for him in the end. Yeah. yeah. He did it. I mean, it was great. And it's so interesting and sort of beautiful to look at mm. yeah have, have you ever been in a jungle environment before Maybe i was in rainforest or? everglades is the closest which mm. is not it's really tropical taste, but not quite i haven't been yeah. in a jungle but i did wade through crocodile waters which was scary i mean we canoed it with crocodiles but there was like a bog like a what are those trees down there Starts with an M. Mangrove? Mangrove, yeah. And it was kind of swampy. Sounds like a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> and the guide that we were with encouraged us. We had like Tevas on or Chacos or whatever. Encouraged us to get walk through the water as part of our hike. And oh, thanks. We're, we're like, don't are there crocodiles living in this water? And she's like, there are. But they just kind of leave you alone. And... <laughs> By then, I had already sort of said yes and was kind of going with the group. But um, all circuits of panic were firing rapidly at the same time. And we were maybe in there for 20 minutes. And then it was like, okay, end of tour. But now we're going to get in a canoe. I think I've told you guys this story. We got in a canoe um, and these crocodiles were gigantic and they were like on the side of the river that we were at. It was kind of like a slow moving river, like a pond type lake body of water. And <laughs> there was one group of, I think, I know I've told you this story. There was one um, canoe because we were with other people 
that was kind of stuck and they they didn't understand how to use a canoe very well and they were sort of not getting where they needed to go so justin my husband was like we're gonna go help them and i'm like fuck that Uh. (laughs) let them drown because we (laughs) right very very noble because we are in crocodile filled waters every man for himself that's correct every man for himself And you could see next to their boat, there were like bubbles from the crocodiles under the water right next to them. Oh my God, dude. Terrifying. Terrifying. Wow. Not for me. So that's the closest that I've come. I've never been in an actual rainforest. Like Costa Rica or something. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. I've seen a lot of different types of, you know, environments, but have yet to wander into a, a jungle. And we've talked Please. about... Yeah. I've been uh, to a number of states, but I've never been outside of the United States <gasps> or... Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You're not surprised. Come on. <laughs> Our next pod... This Rube? Come on. ...will be in New Zealand. Exactly. We should probably go to New Zealand. It's a short First flight. choice. It's only like 15 hours. It's the other side of the world. Chris, good job taking us through Apocalypto from beginning to end. Right. And it meandered a little bit. Did but I it, miss you, anything? You, we stayed on task here. Trying to here's, there here is the part. Great that we didn't touch on. The ships on the beach at the end is such a flex by Mel, I think, in the storytelling of this whole movie is a series of incredible coincidences and narrow escapes and so on and so on and so on and so on. And that the moment that he makes it back and gets his family safe, the white man comes. And like everything, everything you ever learned in school about the explorers making big air quotes and that era. So I guess it tells us when this movie is it's 1587 or something when like uh, Vasco da Gama has Whoa, sailed from Spain or Amerigo Vespucci. Oh my God. Look at or, this. Uh, what's the one in Tommy boy? Uh, uh, I don't know Magellan. Why don't you look at the map? Uh, Ferdinand Magellan. <laughs> so it tells you that this movie this it's, is your window into history. Is right. like a Tommy boy. Quick, I... quick uh, Ferdinand Magellan. <laughs> so we know this movie is 1580 something. It took us all night to get to that. So yeah, 1580. Um, and here's a number of issues and a number of questions that might have to spin into another podcast, which is you've just endured a trip through 1580s South America of jungle life, jungle jungle boogie, (laughs) jungle love. (laughs) Uh, I'm out of... You've just experienced all that. The peaceful village, the elderly, the families together, the all, all that... You've also experienced the completely arbitrary nature of life then, of how easy it is to die, how cheap life is. Uh, 
all of that, the the life for women in 1580s South America. Mm-hmm. Now, it's exaggerated. Yes, it's a movie. There's a lot of really great timing and a lot of great coincidence <laughs> that takes place. But take a step back and like, life for women in 1580s South America. Really glamorous. Rough. Pretty rough. <laughs> Even when things were good, it was pretty rough. Um, but also, uh, like you said at the beginning, uh, idyllic. There's something idyllic about that. Uh, both sides of that. The, the man stuff and the sensitive family togetherness stuff. And we've seen the dark side of 1580 South America. The city. The religion. The sacrifice. All of these things. The slave trade. The slave trade. The just letting children go. When their parents are dead, there's just free-roaming children in this city. Just... Okay. So he leaves you with this thing at the end that the white man comes. Something you've learned about your whole life. And you don't even have you don't even have time to process it and the credits roll and you're like Does it get worse for them or are they better off? Dot dot dot. Is that part of the prophecy about how like your civilization is about to come to an end? And we all know that the white man ushered that. Good job, Mel. And yeah. I don't remember if that was spelled out in the I don't remember creepy girls prophecy or not, but don't remember. So perhaps what we could Probably. leave what we could leave you with until next time. Or this might not go anywhere. <laughs> Were they better off before the white man came? Was it worse after they came? Doesn't matter. Does it matter or does it matter? I don't matter? think it matters. Oh, to to the movie, I would or say to because what we take from it, the white man is famous for destroying cultures. OK. Without consideration of trying to preserve their way of life. Hmm. So yeah. whether they're better off or not is irrelevant. It's the act of destroying a culture without respecting that culture. Hmm. All right, I think that's the problem. I think of, of a couple things. If you haven't heard Randy Newman's song "Great Nations of Europe," check, I haven't. Check it out. Okay, speaks very well and hilariously to this point. And then also, Paul Simon said, "You want to be a missionary? You've got that missionary zeal. Have a stranger change your life." And how does that feel? <laughs> right. Whoa. And self determination. I feel about feel this way a little bit when I hear our politicians beating the drum about, oh, Iraq needs democracy and everybody wants democracy and everybody wants to live the way that we live. Mm -hmm. Not mm, true perhaps, at all. Perhaps, but maybe what people need more or want more than, than anything else is self-determination. You, you know, you don't want an outside influence telling you how to live your life, how to govern yourself. Even if the uh. way that, even if the superstitions and the brutality and the, the things that... Th that that culture that we witnessed 
were less than say enlightened or advanced it was their way mm-hmm. they had crafted and and built their own civilization and their own identity right and to have that stripped from them is if you're asking what's better for them it's never better to have someone come in and just strip you of your identity completely and make you conform force mm. you to conform mm. to an, a completely different way of life this how is, is that better so difficult though because of the places where women are treated so horribly and where they can be killed or you know stoned for looking at another yes man. and then and is those- it any different than the tribe that comes and relieves them of their way of life their home their yeah, what's the difference between is the it, white oppressor or the people that? Is it any worse than when the tribe arbitrarily comes? They're coming to pillage, and and then the white man comes to pillage. Is it is it is it different? They're doing the same thing in service of a different god, or you know. Well, the white man is supposed to be civilized. This culture coming in is supposed to be civilized, educated. Well. Look at our ships, bitch. As far as they know. Like <laughs> as far as but I mean, across the ocean. That's the difference. Like pillaging for the sake of getting slaves and people to sacrifice hmm. seemed to be the only motivation. It was a religious motivation though. And when you start talking about power motivation. when you start taking about when you start talking about taking away people's religion, that gets even more complicated. Like, what if their religion is human sacrifice based? Mm. Yeah, well, just because the human the rights, Christianity, what just if because I said Catholicism is a better route than that? Yeah, well, then we have no, to. I'm no Bible thumper. Then we'd have just, to. Then we'd have to start I'm talking saying, about all the brutality that is mm. is associated with the Christian and Catholic tradition, which is not a lot Spanish prettier Inquisition than. And, nah, it's not. It's not a lot prettier. Oh than... Oh my God! Hmm. These we can't answer yeah. all these questions. It's like past midnight. Well, it might have to. <laughs> You might have to stew on this for a week or so. <laughs> right. Until the next right. time we do this. That's a tough one. I still maintain that in terms of our foreign policy and things like that, this whole idea that, oh, we've discovered this better way of life and we need to spread this Ooh. around the world. I just feel like that's arrogant and it's a disrespectful kind of way to engage with the rest of the world if other cultures and other people are meant to evolve to this elevated place that we find ourselves in well how about giving them a chance to work towards that on their own time without us trying to stage fucking coups and 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 the only reason Hmm. we get involved most of the time is because they have some resources we want so this reminds me of the way that people die in some cultures. There's some deaths where you don't have a woman touch the body after the the person is found dead. So like nurses that work for hospice, if a if a person dies under a certain religion, they can't touch the body to see if they're dead or they can't do the washing or all the stuff that you would normally do. And so you can't come in and say, I'm going to do this because this is what we do. This is how we do it. Can you, what, can you comment on what religious tradition that is? Mm, the one I'm thinking of, I think, is Muslim. Like, it's probably not okay. all Muslim, but okay. certain 
sector. Okay. But there's an, there's other traditions where the body stays at home. You don't take it to the funeral home. You don't transport it out of the house. It stays in the house for three days. And then people come and grieve and they pay their respects with this dead body in the house for three days. Mm-hmm. So traditions are different. And it kind of makes me feel like, yeah, white man is like, we're coming in and we're getting this body because that's better for the body. It's better for you. There's germs. It might smell. Da, 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 da. This is how we do it. This is just how we do things. And you're going to do it in how you're going to do it how we do it because our way is right. And stripping them essentially of their customs and stripping mm. them of their beliefs and stripping them. If they think that the spirit is somehow needs those days in order to get to where it's going, you're stripping them of their peace of mind all those things. So that to me is kind of agreeing with what you were saying. It doesn't sound good. But then when you talk about human rights and when people are really being abused. Sure, that isolation. Then it's a bigger, it's like, a harder question. Should we have just stood on the sidelines when the Nazis were conducting right, the Holocaust? Like, because, well, that's their business. Correct. Our way is better, <laughs> but... Let's let them figure this out. They'll Whoa, they'll eventually evolve. Yeah, it, right. So there, the question of where that line is, especially when religion hmm. is involved, I think is really hard. Hmm. If people are being hurt, well, this, genocide. For so instance. many questions. Apocalypto is a so pretty easy line, though. When heads are rolling down a temple. Well, I think I, people are making sport of catching but, bouncing heads down the stairs. If it's an easy, unacceptable, line. easy line, maybe, maybe when women are giving birth in a well next to a dead monkey. Maybe that's maybe that's the real genius. I don't know. That's I when I watch a movie and come away with takes. I often attribute it to the director and be like, this is what he wanted us to think. Hmm. But I need to, I think I need to clarify that and be like, this is just what I took from it. Hmm. And one of the things I take from Apocalypto is if you've paid attention for the last two hours, you've got some questions to answer. You you have some there's some questions to be addressed mm-hmm. in your mind when you see the ships. If the movie just ends where they he gets her out of the well and they live happily ever after, mm-hmm. it's totally different. Thirty seconds of ships on the beach changes the whole yeah. Sto- it it just changes there, everything. It's sort of like just you, like ships coming on the beach changed everything. It you, you get the wind knocked out of you. You're, Yes. Well, I think it's in keeping with the, the the theme of the movie. Like, Mel puts his fucking, you know, fist in your face and doesn't let yes. you relax the yes. whole time. Like you were saying, like, oh, he's got a little breathing room. Oh, shit, they're all coming over the f- fountain and the trouble is never Oh, she's having ending. contractions. Yeah. And it's never and ending. She's... And there's always something. And, like, oh, he's made it. But oh, now the white guys are coming. <laughs> right. Now white people are coming in it, and and it's a whole other kind of foreboding, sense of foreboding at the end, which is it's a mixture of hope, and he doesn't just give us a happy ending. 
he gives us. I will say so, too, perspective. My, my reaction to those. I don't know white, if you can define it, but to those white people yeah. coming, the civilized culture coming was not joy. It was not like hooray, no. all will be well. It was like, oh, we're gonna go ahead and fuck it up again and ruin another civilization. Even though Wait, they is are this the so, white guys or is this the the white natives? When, the response that I had as mm. a viewer to the ships coming was like, oh fuck, like. We're going to ruin another culture, no okay. matter how depraved. Now Jaguar Paws got to run from them. That's right. right. Yeah. And some of the... So the chase continues. It's the just... native folk go down to the beach curiously mm-hmm. and greet the visitors. Jaguar Paws nice knows enough. Meal. He's, he's had enough in the last two hours that he's like, let's just let's you know do what? our I'm own thing. You know what? I'm not curious. I'm just going to go back and save my yeah, wife. Not curious. <laughs> Not don't care. Those, not into it. Whatever those wooden things are that are floating on the water, interesting. But and he knew. I think he was like, he knew they're aliens. That's for not God's good. Sakes. He, I don't think literal he was aliens. Like, Great in mysterious craft. Like yeah, the only thing that I mean this we, this pot is getting out of how control. many movies get? <laughs> yeah, how many I'm movies not, do that to you? I'm not trying to kick you out, but I also don't want to keep you too long <laughs> with my. With my extended rambling. Well, I think we're setting up for some future pod here. There's a lot of themes. But with a this, lot of questions to be answered about this. But what, what it brings to mind, there's there are these amazing images. This is a good Google rabbit hole. But if you can imagine when the, when in World War II in the 1940s, when the United States Naval Armada was assembled to meet after Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. right? The Japanese mm-hmm. attacked us and we we're like, oh, really? Okay. Well... We're going. We already have all of these aircraft. We'll put a boot in your ass. <laughs> and we'll do, do, so Toby Keith. So, so all of these uh, aircraft carrier. This technology had advanced to the point where we had planes that could land and take off on enormous gunships that had cannons. You know, big all all of this mind-boggling technology America. for parts of the world that. You know, we were sailing across the Pacific anyway, and there were Pacific Islands where they would stop and, you know, catch a breather or whatever. Okay. Like Hawaii, of course, but then some others more remote where there were people living tribally. In huts. It had never been exposed to modern culture. Uh, And if you can, from their perspective, it's it's like the apocalypto thing where one day they looked out in the horizon and here came the largest naval armada that had ever been assembled, fucking steaming over the horizon, coming and landing on there. Hmm. And, and so there's. I don't pictures. think I've ever considered that. So the, there are these pictures of these guys with fucking loincloths up on the mm-hmm. the deck of a aircraft carrier next to an airplane. Like, how could they fathom any of that? Not yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. But there they were, and must have been a similar thing with Apocalypto, like. They're Shocking. wearing armor, the metal-plated mm-hmm. bodies with the big-masted vessels and the... Wow. Hi, uh, Shock and awe. Right. So mm. how do we wrap this up? Think about it for a couple weeks. Was it bad? Now, you can't really... You can't really undo what's happened. I think we should write Apocalypto Part Two. Yeah, <gasps> we got to make a sequel. I'm, I'm with him. More violent. 
I would make it so that it's all women on top of those temples and penises are rolling down those steps. <laughs> oh, my God. Like a slinky. That's the way that I picture that. <laughs> and that's how we end. The end. You're welcome. Good night. Spot me while I play I supply enthusiasm aimed at your indifference Scan the floor for one tap and do a bobbin here There's a signal coming back on the same man for Rick and Frequency Wavelength How's reception connection? Don't flip the dial, that's your performance It's commercial free It's commercial free Only thing for sale up here is me and my CD Feel free to catch up on all times at the top of your lungs Got a mic and I can turn it up but I can't turn you down Got a mic what I need's a new remote up on it click Point, click, flip around, fall, little more appreciation from the crowd participation. Would it be too much entirely to expect a little respect? Would it be too much entirely? What if what the say is true? Less is more. More is what I'm telling you.